Welcome. And I know this is not the voice that you were expecting to hear, probably, but I am the Mrs. Behind the Proverbial Life. And I just wanted to share a few things with you. Edwin has been sick this week, so I thought I've been begging him for a chance to share. And so took my chance to try. Here at the proverbial life, we're all about leaving a legacy. And so some things I want to share with you is how you can have some tools in your tool belt to go through suffering gracefully. And I know I'm going to be reminding you of a lot of things that you already know. And I think that's important too. So thank you for listening. And let's just jump right in. I'm going to be sharing some resources also that I really have been blessed by in times that we've gone through suffering. And we're just talking generally speaking, going through suffering as Christians, not even these are all things that I'm going to encourage you with today are things that were absolutely on the table even before there was a pandemic in our midst. One of the resources that I want to share with you is David Gibson's Living Life Backward. How Ecclesiastes teaches us to live in light of the end. And I'm going to be reading from page 51. And he's talking about, he's giving an analogy about building Legos. And if you're a parent, listen, I, this is a freebie about Edwin Ramirez. In our family, I am the Lego builder. So when the kids get anything, I'm the one that's building the Legos and helping them. Well, my youngest son, at least. Not my youngest son, but my, <laughs> the, our middle son is still struggling with the building. And anyways, so I'm the one that helps. And this was just a great analogy that we'll get into it about how we can see just through that illustration of building Legos. So anyways, let's get in. 50, page 51. He, he says, this is David Gibson. Our lives are made up of so many different pieces, people, events, circumstances, times, places that are all being locked together to make our individual stories. Sometimes we don't see the significance of a tiny piece of the story until later on. Often there seems to be a brick missing and it's hard to keep going with it. Or there's tremendous joy and satisfaction as a particular piece clicks into place and crowns a part of our life project. The difference between real life and Lego construction, however, is that we are not the ones with the instruction blueprint laid out in front of us. God is. We have individual pieces in our hands and in the Bible, God has given us enough explanation to set us building, but only he has the master plan. We are building our lives and we have an idea of how we want to do it and how we hope it will turn out, but there's so much about the shape our lives will take that we cannot control. Now that is so encouraging especially now and so if you've ever built Legos you can probably relate to getting into the project and every time it's like I swear I open the bag and I'm like Drew got me there's got to be a piece missing this is not what the instructions looking like but no we have all of the pieces that we need in Christ and it may be hard to to keep going when things don't seem to be lining up or we have a lot of questions about what's in front of us. 
but God has not left us to ourselves. And thankfully, the first resource that I want to encourage you with is we have the Word of God. And are there go-to passages that you have been storing up and clinging to in times of trial? Passages that you just constantly find yourself just camping out at and just drawing as much as you can from them until you just feel like you've just sucked the life out of it. And there's still always so much more to glean. And the word is so powerful and living and it's working in us even when we feel like we're just scratching the surface and we don't even feel like it's working. I'm so thankful that it is there working even when we don't know all the ways that that is actually growing and blossoming and pruning us. So that's my first point is that we have the word of God. What what passages are you going to? What passages are you clinging to? First uh, Peter is one that I have been regularly listening to on streetlights. And also want to encourage you if you're in a season where you just can't physically sit down maybe and read your Bible and have it open. There are resources where you can listen to it. Take advantage of that. So First Peter has been one of my go-tos lately. Also Job 38 to 42, the end is great in times of trial to help get you off of your own self help take your mind off of yourself and then also I've heard the Psalms described as balm to our wounds and that's just so accurate Psalm 142 and 143 are like just best friends sitting next to each other there and I love uh in times of trial really digging in there and having those be my prayers and so I hope those are some of my go-to passages and I know you have yours, so maybe in the comments, you could leave some of yours. What are you gleaning from? Where are you camping out? Be camping out somewhere. Now, also, I want to encourage you in your extra supplementary reading, which I hope you're doing. And I want to recommend some books. Again, that Living Life Backward by David Gibson when we just feel like the pieces are not lining up and when things are happening out of our control which is often so when they're when we're seeing that there's so much shape that our lives are taking that is not in our control that's a good thing and so i want to encourage you to read Living Life Backward. If you're looking for some supplementary reading that's going to give you some good perspective, another great book in time of trial is When Trouble Comes by Phil Riken. Great, great, great resource. I can't stress enough how that book really kept me in some of the darkest times that I thought I had known as a Christian. And so I'd highly recommend that book. And we know, even, I mean, in the title, we know that trouble comes and it's just a matter of when. And that book really helped me in a season of trouble and has since then been something that I've gone back to. 
Another great resource is Kiss the Wave by Dave Furman. Embracing God in Your Trials. That is a great resource. And one of the biggest takeaways, not really biggest, but there's a lot that I gleaned, but one of the quotes that he has that I have even gone back and forth with my friends is, you know, God knows and hears those groans that we have. The Spirit intercedes for us when we just are so broken and struggling that we don't even know how to put it into words and we don't even know maybe what to preach to ourselves in the morning or when we're struggling and one of the great phrases that he has is that he also uses himself is the father is with you this day and so brother and sister I just want to encourage you that the father is with you this day and that is a great phrase that you can preach to yourself and remind yourself and encourage your friends with that the Father is with you this day if you are in Christ. That's great encouragement. So, Dave Furman, Kiss the Wave, Embracing God in Your Trials. Great book, great resource. And then I have another one that is from Cruciform Press, Who Am I? Identity in Christ, Jerry Bridges. And I think in times of trial too, it's great to just go back to the basics in some ways and just be reminded of okay who am i in this and who who is christ and in his table of contents the chapters are i am a creature number one two i am in christ three i am justified four i am an adopted son of god five i am a new creation six i am a saint seven i am a servant of christ eight i am not yet perfect I mean, those are just great points to continue to store up and preach to yourself in times of trial. And then if you're specifically facing a trial that has to do with grieving, I highly want to just put a plug in for James White's Grieving Your Path Back to Peace. That was just such a great resource that was given to me a couple years ago when I was uh, found myself in a season of grief and I wish I would have had it years and years ago. So I would highly recommend no matter how small or insignificant you feel like your grieving might be, I would highly recommend that you get into this book and refer it to others it's just it's great and one of the one of the big things that i've stuck with or just that stuck with me also was you know he talks about children and their grief and he says if you're old enough to love then you're old enough to grieve and that has been really something that's been great to help me walk my children through as they are in their seasons of grief and have lost loved ones that they are no less grieving even though it might it does look different than you know how I may have been grieving or how you may have been grieving and so if you also just you know maybe not for you but you would like to read up on it to equip others I would highly recommend James White's Grieving Your Path Back to Peace it's a very small concise book and that's perfect for being in a season of grief then I also want to just talk a little bit about biographies. I mean, oh, actually, 
I forgot one other book. <laughs> um, Surprised by Suffering by R.C. Sproul Sr. That was a great resource also. And now I'm going to just talk a little bit about biographies also. Biographies really have just been a great tool in my tool belt. And I've been thinking about so many people that I have read about recently and taking heart in the trials that they experienced, the trials that were going on. You know, these were real people that were living in real political situations, real, you know, geography. You know, I mean, they're like real people that the Lord, we can glean from all that the Lord was taking them through in their season of life, which may have been dramatically different than ours in the, the cosmetics, what it looked like, but not in a lot of the roots of what they were dealing with, what they were struggling, what they were up against. And so all the ways that the Lord kept them, although they suffered many, you know, physically and emotionally and, and all and economically a lot in a lot of ways it's been so encouraging to think of that we serve the same God as they did and although our times have changed and our circumstances are different he is not and so that has been really encouraging and what really exposed me to biographies and especially women different women that were not presented to me really um was faithful women and their extraordinary god by noel piper and i would encourage you guys listening to pick it up for your wife or piper's series that he has on um, there's like the endurance and the perseverance and you know, he's all about doing biographies, which is great. I really appreciate it. And you can get them on PDF at desiringgod.org. And that's a great resource. If guys just want to read up on guys, I understand. But <laughs> for me, Faithful Woman and Their Extraordinary God was what really got me exposed to different women that you wouldn't necessarily hear about. And... I was able to then in my in that exposure to these five women Sarah Edwards included in one and she's a lot more well known but the others then I in that brief exposure then I was able to pick up on it and see if there were any biographies beyond Noel's work on them and just them individually so biographies have been really encouraging and I think are a great tool in our tool belt when we're going through suffering to get us out of our own circumstances and be thinking and reflecting on things that other people went through reminds us that we're not alone and we can glean from them and see them in their mistakes and glean from it and be encouraged that the same God that they served is the same God that we serve and he will see us through as far as resources go and your extra biblical so I definitely want to recommend biographies and books that are pinpointed at suffering and trials and also broad 
reading in the basics. And in addition to that, the first book that I mentioned, Living Like Backwards, you know, he's coming, he's, you know, going through Ecclesiastes. And so even just a book that would take you through another book, that is great as well. So we've talked a little bit about books and obviously the Word of God. And now I wanted to encourage you with sermons. What sermons are you listening to to encourage you and remind you and help you to store up truth? There's two that I really always go back to, and they're both by Sinclair Ferguson. And the one, and you can look it up on Sermon Audio, it's Sinclair Ferguson, God Meant It For Good. And there, again, he paints the picture of really great running illustration about puzzle pieces and when things just don't seem to be fitting, what are the four corners that you can count on? And I'm not going to tell you what they are so that you listen to it, but it's a great running illustration where you can have now four bullet points, four corners to the puzzle piece of your life and be able to put them put it in perspective as you're going through it. So there's that sermon by Sinclair Ferguson, God Meant It For Good. And then he has a series, The Real Jesus, the um, semicolon, Emotional Life. And in that The Real Jesus series, there's a sermon called The Compassion of Jesus that he did. And that is another one of my go-tos whenever I really just need to be reminded of the truths of of Jesus and his compassion for me and when I'm feeling abandoned that I'm really I'm not that is not really the reality when I need to get my feelings in check those are the two sermons that I will go back to so what are you storing up and how are you what tools are you using in your tool belt what are you reading what are where are you at in the word where have you just camped out and staked out at and then what sermons are you listening to to encourage you i think we're so prone to look all these other places and yet we have some really significant tools in our tool belt that we can use to store up and be just filling our minds with so i want to encourage you with all of those things and just take heart keep fighting pilgrim keep walking one step in front of the other and recognize that you have some tools in your tool belt that you can use to continue to equip yourself to continue to camp out with and be encouraged as you go through trial one of our responsibilities in leaving a legacy is preparing our children those that we love for us not to be in the picture anymore for our death and how you do that is obviously age appropriate but it is very important and it's such a gift in leaving your legacy equipping those that you will be leaving behind to go on without you and one of the ways that you can do that is through regularly reinforcing how much you care about the people in your life, telling your children how much you love them, 
and also encouraging them not to be bitter with God when you die and also giving them a biblical worldview of why there is death in the first place and that it is a part of being in a fallen world and that they will lose you know 10 out of 10 people die and they will lose everyone is gonna die mommy's gonna die poppy's gonna die you know the baby's gonna die you know everyone in the family brother sister they will all die at some point and I think there's a real danger when you shield your family members from that reality it is the reality and when we try to pretend like it's not that really does people a disservice when you're not there anymore because at some point you are going to die and so it's very important as parents leaving our legacy it's very important as parents and people that are in relationship with other people that we love we are family members we are somebody's sister somebody's brother somebody's daughter somebody's niece that we prepare them that they they could move on in life without a doubt that how much we love them and cared about them and that we would not want god to we wouldn't want them to be resentful towards god in our death when they would no longer have us on this earth and that is really such a gift that you can give your children preparing them to be without you because they will reflect on those times that you went there in your talk and I'm not saying I'm hear me out that I'm not saying that not trying to be overly morbid and especially I understand in what we're dealing with in America right now but I'm just saying it is a gift that you can give your children and you should as a part of your legacy prepare your children and your loved ones especially your children for your death and for the death of others and by doing that you reinforce how much you care about them how much you love them and cherish them and walk them through why there is death equip them so that they know that there are answers to their questions and equip them as to the whys and then you encourage them that it will happen to everyone this this is not an anomaly and you prepare them for suffering and I think it is I know it is a gift there's so much that I would have been spared from had you know as somebody and again this is not just limited to my experience but as somebody that was not prepared in any way and tragedy struck there were so many questions that I had and I still have wrestling with that my children will not have to deal with they they won't have that and will they have questions will they still experience deep grief and sadness 
if I had died, of course. But there are some things that I will not be leaving them with. Some questions I will not be leaving them with. They won't have a doubt whether I love them or cherish them. And they won't have, you know, I would hope in equipping them, they wouldn't have as much temptation to be resentful because that will actually be a memory. You know, they will have, they will remember the sound of our voices telling them, don't, no matter what happens, no matter how God ends up, you know, sovereignly in his full control, decide, you know, he decided that, you know, we would die at a, you know, sometime. And no matter how that happens, he is in full control. And don't, you know, you have to continue to trust him and don't be, you know, don't, don't be upset at God or mad at God, you know, and so that is really just a gift that you can give your children that they would not have, you know, to limit their, I think really, it would really help them. And it does in their grief that they could look back and remember the conversations in the living room and or the kitchen when you you went there and you laid it out for them I think I hope that that would really just that is a crucial part of your legacy is equipping others to be without you not the opposite in trying to control everything or control how keeping them ignorant to what is an absolute fact at some point and another thing that I do want to point out also that I feel like the Lord really taught me this year especially was that you are so much more than the last moment that takes your life regardless of how you die I want my kids to know and my loved ones that I was so much more than the suffering that they may have seen or the suddenness or however horrific it might be that I died or that he died I want them to know and to be reminded of that moment does not is not the whole of who that person was and I think that's really important also to keep in mind as we're equipping and as we may find ourselves in a position where we are caring for the grieving that those last moments before they took their last breath was not all that they were and I think that's really important to remember and coming to terms with that really helps just to continue in remembering that person and in grieving them remembering that you know they were a whole person and it, it wasn't you know the circumstances surrounding their death does not define them and did not define them but there was so much more to them than that that is really another just 
crucial thing that I think we can do to help those that are grieving and equip those that are grieving and that in reminding them that you know that moment is not all that there was and obviously if they're Christian then they had you know they have a whole eternity ahead of them with the Lord and for those left behind in that last moment that's not all that they shared with them hopefully and if it was uh you know there's other you know they have to grieve it and and work through it in their own way and come to terms with that too but hopefully they're they have more that they can reflect on than that what they saw in that last moment and that's kind of a segue <laughs> but my real getting back to my real point is that I just wanted to encourage people to equip those around you for when you die and especially your children that you would be having conversations with them regularly that would involve laying out the biblical worldview of why there is suffering and death and equipping them and letting them you know even through tears see your tears and your care and your love for them how much you cherish them and encouraging them not to resent God in the process of that as they would grieve and go on with life without you I think that is a great gift that we can give people that we love especially our children and that's what I wanted to encourage you with today I hope that's encouraging <laughs> it's supposed to be encouraging and it, you know it's not easy but the proverbial life I'm trying to encourage you to leave a legacy and that's one of the very uncomfortable things about what it means to leave a legacy thank you for listening I hope that it's been just an encouraging reminder of what you already know and if you were encouraged please let Edwin know so maybe he'll make let me make some more content <laughs> but anyways uh, thank you guys so much for listening continue to remind yourself of what you already know and take heart if you can't read and sit down and read try to listen to what you can and just do what you can.